You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. This is Lydia and Pastor Jeff, my dad, here to answer some more questions that you asked in our Glad You Asked series. This morning, we are covering the topic of, the big topic, of religions of the world. So hopefully everyone wow. has a couple hours that they can sit that as we walk take through a while. these. Could take a while. But we had some questions. I loved the way that this specific question was kind of couched because I've heard it before a lot from especially unbelievers or people who are struggling with whether or not they buy into the whole Christianity thing. And the question that she asked was, how do we know that what we're believing is true and that when we get to heaven, we won't find out that we were wrong about everything? And I remember having a conversation with someone that they said, you know, there's how many billions of people in the world that believe something other than us? How do we know that we're the ones who are right? Which is a fair question. It sure is. I would say this, though. We have the greatest revelation, in my opinion. And again, ultimately, anything is going to come down to this is a system of truth and either you have to have faith and trust in it or not. But I think when we look at the evidence of Scripture, how Scripture was you know, put together all of those kinds of things versus the Quran or any other book. I just think the overwhelming evidence of the revelation of God through his word is incredibly clear. I think there's incredible evidence and prophecy that has been fulfilled in all kinds of other things. But you're right. Ultimately, it comes down to this. There is systems of truth out there and you have to make a decision with regards to the evidence that this is what I believe. And I would say this because often, you know, I, I, I was reading a Pew Research report, but, you know, Islam, Muslim faith is growing at incredible leaps and bounds. But most of that, they said, has to do with demographics. It has to do with the fact that most Muslims have seven, eight kids in their families. Christians now have about 2.2 mm -hmm. uh, is the figure with regards to that. It's growing in areas that have heavy populations in Africa, Middle East, those kinds of things. And there's really laws that nowadays are surrounding that, forcing people in that direction. So, you know, numbers, we recognize a lot of people can be you know, misled or whatever that might be. So just because they're sheer numbers, I think we've got to be careful with that. I, there's always been this sense throughout scripture that there's going to be this remnant of the faithful. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be mm -hmm. as big of numbers. It's one of the reasons Jesus said, listen, broad is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. So I, I, I think numbers is something we've got to be careful with. So let's dive into that a little bit. Cause I think a lot of times people ask that question, but they don't even really fully understand what other religions believe. I know I was one of those people for a while. So let's go into specifically a little bit about what those religions teach, what they believe, and how that differs. Because I do think sometimes we think, well, it's kind of all the same. We're all worshiping the same God when that's not entirely true. So let's start with Islam. Yeah. Can I say this from a broad perspective, though, before we go into mm -hmm. each of them? I believe, and this is my opinion, and I think it's based on the evidence of Scripture, every religion out there except biblical Christianity is a workspace religion. Every single one of them. They all say, listen, do this, do this, do this, and eventually you'll work your way 
up sort of on the scale to paradise, to heaven, to reincarnation that's better, whatever it might be, but they're all works-based. Christianity is the only religion in all of the world that is not works-based, but grace-based. So we often say, listen, every religion is D-O, D-O, D-O. You got to do, you got to do, you got to do. But only Christianity is spelled D-O-N-E in the sense that it's done, it's finished. What, what we needed with regards to a relationship with the God in the universe has been finished through the work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. So I don't know of a religion out there that is not works-based except biblical Christianity. So what specifically in Islam are you working towards? Yeah, you're working toward what they call paradise. So, so the goal eventually is sort of this paradise, this heaven. It comes through these five pillars that they have of fasting, of study, of belief in Allah, of traveling to Mecca and worshiping there. There's pilgrimage that's involved. There's sort of these five pillars, all again, works-based that are trying to gain you a relationship with God. It's what we often talk about of the wrong way of viewing Christianity, of sort of this balancing of the scales of the good deeds and the bad deeds. And if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, then you go to paradise. If your bad deeds outweigh your good deeds, then you don't. And, and they have, at least within Islam, an understanding of heaven, paradise, and an understanding of hell. And certainly uh, they are working and trying to earn their way there. So what do Buddhists then believe? Yeah, Buddhist is very different. Buddhist actually doesn't believe in sort of a personified God. They believe in good and evil in this world. And ultimately their desire is just sort of to be reincarnated into a higher form of life. So there is no heaven, there is no hell. There's just this coming back in a higher form of life. If you live a good life, and you sort of are more and more enlightened, knowledgeable, understanding of God, live better in that next life, then hopefully you'll come back as a higher life form. Hmm. Um, similar in Hinduism, hmm. although they do believe in a lot of gods, uh, they're polytheists by nature. Uh, Christians and Muslims are monotheists, meaning they believe in one God, uh, where Hindus... Uh, believe in many gods. In fact, when I was in India, you'd travel and it was pretty common that there were millions of gods there. Often you would have local gods and they would pick up idols and they would worship these local gods. Sometimes if they went through difficult times and those local gods didn't work, then they moved to a new area. They'd throw those away because they weren't good for them. They'd pick up some new. So there were literally millions of gods. So you could worship whatever you wanted. You actually could become a god. And so... You know, there was different thinking with regards to that, but most of it involved this idea of reincarnation coming back as sort of a higher life form. So what does Christianity look like in countries that are mostly Muslim, mostly Hindu, mostly Buddhist? Does it exist at all? Is there any sort of belief it there? Does. It does. It does. In fact, in speaking of India, as we talked about, even though Hinduism is sort of their national religion, it's the fastest growing place of Christianity in all of the world. Uh, again, I think people, when they see the truth and when it's grounded and rooted in Scripture and those kinds of things, and God begins to reveal it to people, uh, I think it's growing faster than ever. I think that's true in Africa, Uganda, Chad, all of those places around the world. The more and more Christianity takes root, the more it begins to grow. 
but obviously because of laws, because of simply having of children, those kinds of things, it's not the predominant religion yet, but I do believe more and more it's growing. Because it's still heavily persecuted, especially in India. Very much so. But as we've seen all throughout scripture, under persecution, it seems as though Christianity begins to grow. The United States of America is different. It's on decline. And again, you know, that often happens. It happened in Europe and other places, but now literally internationally, we're going to see the Church of Jesus Christ probably stronger than ever, growing more than ever, even though it's declining here in the U.S. It does make you realize, we've said this on Sunday mornings before, but especially specifically in this context, the importance of starting with Jesus. Because really that is what makes Christianity so different, that you read the Old Testament in light of Jesus. You obviously read the New Testament in light of Jesus. That really has to be your starting point, really when you're talking to anyone about the Christian faith. Amen. And that's difficult Mm -hmm. within different religions. Again, central to all of Scripture and all of salvation for us is Jesus. We talked about it Sunday saying, listen, he made it incredibly clear there's salvation in no one else. He made it incredibly clear. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. But if you go to Islam, again, they're going to give some credit to Jesus. They actually believe that he was born of a virgin. They actually believe he has some power and authority in this world, but he is always subordinate to Allah. Allah and Allah alone is God. They're incredibly militant about it. God for them is not a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus was an important prophet within their religion, but Allah and Allah alone is God and Jesus is not. So there's some different teaching within that. Buddhist would often believe that, hey, listen, uh, Jesus, you know, may have been enlightened. He may have lived a holy life. He may have been a good person. But since God is not personified, there is no such thing as a a God in a person. Jesus was a good man, great example to follow. There's lots of other good examples to follow. But again, they, they don't personify him as a God. And then with regards to Hinduism, they say, yeah, listen, he's a God. There's other millions of gods. You can be a God. We can all be a God. So, uh, again, for them, it's just a little bit different in their understanding of who Jesus is. And I, I think at the crux of Christianity, we've got to recognize that he was fully God and he was fully man. It's the only way he could atone for our sins, sort of bring the hand of a holy God and a sinful man together, is that he's 100% man, he's 100% God, and, and we hold to that. I would encourage you, if you're someone who's maybe struggling with this question of how do we know what we believe is true, if obviously the linchpin is Jesus, if obviously this is what makes our religion so different, then you need to study Jesus. I would encourage you to start with the Gospels, start with the book of John. But there are some incredible books out there. I just finished reading Can We Trust the Gospels, which talked about Jesus and how we can know that he really was who he said he was. So I would encourage you, I think the more you study Jesus, the more your faith will be affirmed, that you will not find things that scare you or things that even challenge your faith that would just affirm your faith all the more. So thanks for joining us today. Make sure you join us again next week. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.